Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Drinks with Dan. I'm your host, Dan Coleman. And alongside me, I have, which might be a first, I think I have my first female guest on this show. My first guest, yes, my first guest here is Rachel Smith. It's been a long time since I've actually seen you, probably circa 2007 would be the last time I think I saw you. I would say. So I think if my memory serves me correct, you and I go back to the seventh grade. Yeah, the seventh grade, Mr. Payne's math class. I see. I couldn't picture where we were. I knew you came to Griswold in the seventh grade, and then obviously we were together from then on out. But I couldn't remember wh- where or how. I, c- I kind of have a memory of us on a bus going on a trip somewhere in like pink shirts. I don't remember if it was a band trip or if it was like a class trip, like seventh, eighth grade or something. A band trip sounds right. Yeah, because I think you played the like sax. Sure did, alto. Yeah, bringing it back. (laughs) So, so since 2007, what's been going on? Um, Well, you know, not much. I uh, graduated, got my nursing degree, Mm -hmm. um, got married, own a house, doing the adult thing. Yep, drinking some wine tonight with me. Oh, yeah, of course. Anything good? a red blend that I got in a boxed uh, box. <laughs> so are you like a wine connoisseur? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, God, no. Not, Not even that. a little bit. Not even a little. So you went and got your nursing degree. That was, I'm assuming, your first degree. You did like your undergrad and that and all that? I did, yeah. You did I the traditional route? I sure did, yeah. I did not do that. I know. What have you been up to? I, since 2007, long story short, joined the military, got out, went and got my first yeah, under, yeah. Coast Guard, Coast Guard, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry Did to that... disappoint you. Oh, yeah, you're really stabbing me, stabbing me in the heart with that one. <laughs> um, so I did that, was a medic in the, that, did that, got out, went to my first undergrad in Philly for health. And then I decided I was going to go nursing while I was in it. So I figured I'd just do an accelerated program, did that, got out, moved back home, where I am currently living while we're building a house in Connecticut. Who's Adulting we? as well. Me and my wife. Yes, my wife. Oh. So we, um, I, I did that too while I was in, while I was in nursing school, I got married. Yeah. That's that intense. Was, that was exciting. Yeah, it was a little intense. It was, I did it, our program was like 14 months, so it wasn't like awful, awful, but it sucked. And where, where in Philly? So, um, my first undergrad was at Jefferson, and then my second was at a private Catholic school for, called Gwynedd Mercy. Um, ah, I went to Widener in Chester. Oh, so I did my, one of my clinicals at Cro- Crozier? Exposure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I couldn't quite remember. I did two of them there. Um, yeah. So it was good times. Um, we were at Crozier for a bunch of them. Then we were to like Doylestown. And, uh, we didn't go to Jefferson because they had their own program, but we did all sorts of other stuff. Um, yeah, bringing it back to Philly. My goodness. Yeah. So I used to work at Jefferson. And then while I was in school for the first time, I did that as an ER tech. And then, uh, yeah, that was, that was Philly. It was good times. Good times. How was Widener? 
Um, expensive. I'm still paying that bill. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, you got but, your master's now too, though, didn't you? I did. Yep. I have a master's in nursing education from Sacred Heart in Fairfields. Um, yeah. Did you do that online or like uh, in person or both? A hybrid-ish kind of program. So we had to do um, practicums and stuff in the hospital environment and uh, in a teaching environment. So I was a TA for a nursing foundations class in, uh, at Sacred Heart. And so you would have to like go from your house to Fairfield and back like weekends? Yeah, or? Every uh, week. That blows. <laughs> that mm-hmm. really blows. We were living in Norwich at the time. Where are you at now? We live in Mystic. Mystic. I love Mystic. My actress, I don't love. My wife loves it. And I love making her happy. There you go. Happy wife, there is happy life. Some really good restaurants down there, though. Um, my buddy introduced me to, um, not the what is it called? It's got really good burgers. Um, engine room. Engine room. I would say Firehouse. It wasn't Firehouse. Engine room. That's the one. Oh, yeah. I love. I love me some good bourbon from there. Oh, yep. Their five dollar happy hour old fashions are my favorite. Yeah. So what's good down there? Everything. Excuse me. All of the things. Um, yeah. Before, you know, this quarantine baloney happened, um, I would say we probably never cooked dinner. I'd say we cooked dinner maybe once a week and we ate at all of the mystic restaurants the rest of the week because it, they're just great. All of them. Yeah. I've taken my wife past she does she's a lactard so she doesn't do any of the ice cream shops i'm like you know your buddy taylor swift loves this little place right here she's always here <laughs> and we've got to see her but we've gone down to like the uh there's an irish bar down there we've stumbled in there and oh, then um, yeah and then i haven't taken her to mystic pizza no yeah i feel like i have to just because i have to no, the only time you eat Mystic Pizza is when you're super, super intoxicated and you stumble in there after the Irish parade. Well, that's it. We go into the Irish bar and then from there we always left. I've already taken our Mystic Pizza, but I feel like, you know, we have to just for the movie aspect, you know? Don't do it. It's not worth that's, it. That's fair. That's very fair. You know, while I was in Philly, I never once went to Pat's or Gino's. Oh, we did. Oh, I'm going to get embarrassed by remembering which one it was. I had a roommate who was from that area. So she was like, nope, we're only going to this place. We're never going to the other one. And I want to say it was Pat's. I've never been there either. We would go at like 1230 in the morning because nobody was there and it was open super late. So we would go super late and, uh, oh, I want to say it was Pat's. Yeah, you, you beat me because I'd never went. I lived in Maniunk, so we would go to this place called Del Sandro's, which is really good. But I never, I never did that. I just thought about that with the food for Mystic because they're the food here in Connecticut is awful compared to Philly. I will say that. Minus the seafood. I don't know how I feel about seafood. No, I agree. The seafood here is phenomenal, but like if I wanted like, where's like a good Indian place around here there. I can't think of one. There's one up the street for me. Oh, it's of called course you think of one. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Delicious. <laughs> anyway, cause my wife complains about it. I'm like, yeah, I know all that's around here is pizza. I get it. And the pizza's not even great. In Griswold? Yeah. 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 You have a Chili's. <laughs> Ruby so I haven't I haven't been in that Ruby Tuesday since probably about 2007 as well. Um, the salad bar is still the same. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> it's probably the same salad too. <laughs> <laughs> Those croutons are not a joke. Oh, man. Uh, this bring me back to... Uh, 
you you remember what you used to do like probably at least three times a week was three-way with you me and laura on the phone do you remember that yeah yeah and you know who else uh maybe mike uh-huh mike prairie all the way yeah i definitely remember those conversations talk to laura today i haven't talked to her since back then too probably i think right, we're still well, instagram buddies we'll three-way here later she got married she's Living she in, in DC City. in New York. I knew yeah, she was somewhere. She was in DC for a while and she moved to New York. Gosh, two years ago now. Crazy. So everybody's now married. It's a big deal. Doing big things in our lives. That's right. So, so let's talk for half a second about how the fact that we both ended up as ER nurses. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, so I did ask a few people if they remembered you, and uh, I haven't found them that said yes, but I try not to talk to people that would, if you get my drift. Mm-hmm. Because I try to stay under the management radar. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but yeah, I went to ER because that's what I like to do. That's kind of what I did in the military was like uh, emergency medicine, but mm, then I flew. So that was kind of cool. But um, when I when I was in nursing school, I was like, yeah, this really sucks. Like nothing is exciting me. And then, um, you know, I worked in the ER before that and I was like, this is all I know. And I love it. I love walking into something and I don't know what I'm walking into. And I love just, I hate people really is what it comes down to is I really hate people. Me too, and which is why ER is the best. Literally the best. I see the patients for like, two, three hours. I do what I need to do. I fix them and I never have to see them again. And right. I love that about it. Until they come back two weeks later and then well, you don't yeah. remember them. Like, you had part. me last week. I was like, um, I hope yeah. I was nice. Yeah, sure. Know. Yeah. I hope I was in a good mood then because and I was after my coffee. Um, yeah. But yeah. What made you go into ER? Uh, it was what I always wanted. Have you I'm worked anything it. besides ER? I did. Yeah. So my first job out of nursing school was in PD adolescent psych. Oh God. Yeah. So I did that um, to help kind of, you know, you have to get in a door in nursing. So I did that to get into the Hartford healthcare door. I did that for about six months and I went to Hartford hospital and I was there for a long time. I did their respiratory. I was on bliss 11, bliss 11 East, bliss 11 step down. So I got critically, critically care trained there. And then I went to the ER. Um, I finished up my master's degree, so I left there and went to Bacchus and Wyndham as their clinical educator. I was there almost about two years or so, and then I left there, and I teach full-time. So I teach um, at Three Rivers in their associate program, um, but still work part-time on the side, uh, 24 hours a week at Shoreline Medical Center in Westbrook. It's like a freestanding ER, such a different environment than I'm used to, and it's so much fun. Is that the one right off 95 by the, um, the, by the outlet? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about there. Um, have you, so with this whole COVID thing, how has teaching been going? Are you guys using Zoom and all of that? We are using WebEx and, uh, I have not left this chair all day. <laughs> all day. So, um, God bless you. Like, I, I was seeing like memes of like student nurses right now that were like practicing injections on oranges and stuff and like doing full body exams, like using hot dogs and building people with them. Like, this is insane. Like I could never imagine doing this. I give them a lot of credit as students to like get through this. Cause there's days where I'm like, I just can't, I can't, but they're doing the work. They're putting it in. They're doing all the things. So what are, what are the class sizes for you? 
this semester we have our biggest class that I've ever had and it's 44. Oh, wow. Um, well, I think we started with about that and we ended up graduating with 32, I think. I think that's what we ended up with. Um, yes, we'll graduate this semester. That's a big class. So like, do you have like 44 people logged in and like you can see all of them and everything? Yep, yep. I taught my last lecture last week and all their faces were there and I wore a banana costume because I might have saw a picture on Facebook of that. Hilarious. It was hilarious. Because Nurse Blake, you know Nurse Blake. I'm familiar with Nurse Blake. Super big in the nursing education world. Um, you know, all of his things are very real and very, very accurate. So uh, I usually play a video before class starts to kind of break the mood. And actually what started that was we had a nursing student after a test as you know, are awful. They're awful. They hate their life. They just are like this miserable person. And so I was like, you know what? I need to break this mood. I can't teach y'all like this. It's not going to happen. So I popped on the one of like nursing students after an exam. Right. Yep. That's hundred percent. Maybe we have the crying nurse or you have the happy nurse or the, I think I failed nurse. Yep. Got it. Yep. So I put it on, made them all watch it. And then they were just like giggling about who was what. And they were calling each other out to be like, Oh, you're that person. And you're that person. And so that kind of started, I think that was last semester, the semester before that, that I started that. And so I've just been doing it ever since. And it kind of helps set the mood. So when that new one came out about types of online nursing instructors, I was like, I'm going to be the extra one. So I got myself <laughs> a costume, which also the fact that that thing came quicker than any other thing I've ordered on Amazon since this whole thing started is both pathetic and amazing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Um, like I ordered a new laptop because mine broke and it literally took like four weeks to get here. And I said, this is absolutely insane. Granted, it wasn't from Amazon, it was from Apple, but still. But this my but my uh, costume came, my banana costume came in two days. So there was, they were saying they're going to give priority to essential items. And I guess banana costumes are essential items. For sure. It was for me. That is absolutely amazing. Um, I was going to say something about, oh, Nurse Blake and Nurse Sarah are the ones that got me through nursing school. Do you know Nurse Sarah? No. Nurse Sarah is the, uh, she's got this thick country accent and like the guys are all joking. We're like, we would just, we, we would just hate mess with you. Like we, we would, we would want to be with you because we hate you so much. Um, like at, at first you're like, this accent is too much. And then by the end of it, you're like, all right, this accent's kind of sexy now. I don't know if it's because the material is that dry or <laughs> you're just over <laughs> it at that point. Nurse Sarah, I'll have to look her up. Nurse Sarah RN. Yep. She's oh, definitely from like fantastic. Kentucky or Tennessee or something. It's absolutely amazing. She's all over YouTube. Um, I'm pretty sure she taught me the tic-tac-toe method for ABG analysis. Speaking of, I just finished a video yesterday about ABG analysis. Um, I have yet to release it to the public. Maybe I'll do that today. Well, I mean, do you teach the tic-tac-toe method? God, no. I teach the Rome method. Oh, I am so lazy. No, I'm too lazy. No. Got no time for that. I'm too dyslexic to put things in a tic-tac-toe. I will mess it up every time. Yeah, not me. I just like it because I just a little draw a chart and acid base, check the boxes, and call it a day. It's the boxes of where you check. That's where I get messed up every single time. Mm. 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 I got nothing to say about that. I feel bad for your students who are teaching them that way. All right. 
I don't teach it. It's not my, it's not my content area. <laughs> Good. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, that's amazing. Um, so I am, I'm glad I have a female on here because I want to ask you something as a female and as a Patriots fan. How do you feel okay. about this? How do you feel about the Patriots letting go of Tom Brady and Gronkowski? Listen. Give me your opinion. My opinion is Tom's going to be gone for a year. He's going to be real upset because he doesn't have Belichick, and then he's coming back home. Even though they signed him for two. He's going to – no, he's gets to make his own rules. Like, come on. How many um, balls will be deflated in Tampa? Um, that wasn't a thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, I just wanted your opinion as a female and as a Patriots fan, how you thought this season was going to go. I think I'm the most disappointed that in the Super Bowl, he came in this, he was in this commercial. Do you remember this commercial? Yeah, this, like, with the trench coat. Yep. I'm not I'm going not anywhere. Going. Well, bitch, you did go somewhere. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, don't. Oh, I'm so disappointed in him. Listen, if this keeps up, though, there might be no... There might not be any football, so you shut your mouth, Rachel. You shut. I your am not mouth. hoping for that. Me. I did. I did say that I probably will not be going to Dallas this year because of everything going on, and I'm okay with not going to Dallas as long as there's still football to watch on TV. I will be fine. My husband's a big sports fan in general, and I'm pretty sure right now he's not. I just looked, but he's been <laughs> watching fake drafts that they post on YouTube from like. NFL players or NBA players are like playing NBA. Oh, live. like Madden and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm like, what is happening? Like, this is where we're at in our lives. That like, you have to watch real players play themselves on a video game. But he's like, it's all I have. I'm like, fair, fair. I, I did watch probably an hour's worth of Marvel racing videos the other day. I don't know if you, your husband saw those or you saw them. They are absolutely fantastic. See, there has to be something. You guys need something. We we definitely do. Like I'm totally not judging your husband at all. Like if you ask to do mock drafts on NBA players, I mean, have at it. But. Or ESPN's got nothing on these days. I'm like, what are they reporting about? There's nothing happening. He's like, I know, I just can't. I'm like, okay. Like the, the littlest details are like making news. I'm like, this is crazy. Like just they've been talking about Gronk and Brady for months. I'm like, we get it. We understand. The Edelman didn't go. Why, why not do the trifecta? Why not send Edelman too? You know what? Uh, don't get me sad. We've been All having right. such a positive conversation. Let me take a couple could... more. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need more of that wine, yeah. If you could have any quarterback right now and it couldn't be Tom Brady, who would you want? To answer your question, Dan, I would like another sixth round. <laughs> <laughs> that Belichick whips into shape to make it happen. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think you just guys, I think you just got lucky with the last one. That was all. Um, you guys had Jimmy G and you got rid of him and he went to the Super Bowl. Lucky. You got lucky with Brady. He was underrated back in the day. What was that? 2000 he got drafted. Yeah. And he was not great off the start. And Belichick did his thing and got him where he needed to go. And now look at him. 
see, Rachel, I don't know if I could agree because Belichick was on the Jets and they haven't done anything in right, the years I, before that either. You know I'm talking about in my ass, right? Like, you know I know. <laughs> Oh, there it is. There oh, it the is. truth comes out. There it is. It oh, sounded legit right. for a long time until you started to question me more. And I was like, <laughs> I got nothing. If you were in my class right now, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not sure. Let me look that up and I'll get back to you. I'll email you. <laughs> You know what? I'll give you the pass on that. Um, I will have a drink to that one. That was a that was at least an honest answer. I'll, I'll give you that. I will 100% give you that one. It's like what I did my patients too. I'm like, you know, we're doing this, this, and this, and then they keep asking questions. I'm like, you know what? Let me go talk to the doc. I'll be back in to check on you. Yeah, my favorite is like when they're giving like I have to give some off the wall med, and I'm like. I don't have time to look it up to see what it is. Just take this. And they're like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, uh. What are you I'm talking about? Epic no. You can do it. Two seconds. So not with like the COVID rooms, because like you can't bring anything in there. So I'm like in there naked, basically. And I'm like, meh, I got nothing. Also, this wine. I see your wine is empty. Don't worry. There's more bottles. From wait, wait. I thought you had boxed wine. No, it's boxed. Have you ever gotten boxed the... um? It's like a wholesale, it's like a BJ's online. I've never heard of such a thing. Please continue. Yeah, boxed.com. Give them a shout out. Yeah. Hey, box.com. <laughs> you can get um, stuff in bulk. So like we'll get laundry detergent. We'll get like seltzer water. Like all this stuff comes in bulk and then it's delivered to your house. And uh, they did wine. I got a case of wine last time. So when you said boxed wine, I thought you meant like actual boxed in the fridge in a bag in the box and you pour it from a spigot like that kind of boxed wine there is some legit boxed wine though i'll tell you that yes i had it when i was in cali we actually Black went box. went there yeah yeah nothing against the boxed wine that's what i thought you meant i was like i'm not judging you i mean hell if i had a you know a spigot of beer in my fridge and i just tap that every couple of minutes you know i'm good you know what's really hard about boxed wine, though? What? You don't know how much you're drinking. Usually with a Ooh. bottle, you can be like, oh, cool, I finished a bottle. Like, now I know where I'm at in my life. You can't. That's not a thing with a box because you just don't know. I mean, you could you could give it a shake and give it the old, you know, the sound and say, like, oh, it's pretty full or, oh, this is almost empty. You know? Like, you but could... hopefully you didn't finish a box. That's like three and a half bottles. See, I don't, I'm not, I personally don't drink a lot of wine, so I wouldn't know the ratio of bottles to boxes to know how much yeah, I'm drinking. About it. Three and a half. It sounds like you know from experience. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I hope none of your students are ever going to listen to this. Oh my gosh. They're hilarious. <laughs> They'll find it in like the depths of hell somewhere. They'd be like, we saw you on. I'm like, of course you did. I don't know. Amazing. It's, it's all fine. Uh, oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, um, fellow ER nurse to ER nurse. Um, yes. I'm going to shout out to the Emergency Nurses Association for half a second. Let's do it. Turns out I'm the president of the state council. Congrats. I didn't know that at all. Like, this is news. Not really a congrats kind of situation. Um, you should say, like, yeah. anyway. So, yeah, state <laughs> council president. <laughs> I'm also the government affairs chairperson, so I help with some government affairs related stuff, which I think you'd probably be pretty interested in. Ooh, politics and me? Ooh, let's go into it. Let's do it. Dive deep. Like, I think that 
you know, it's, it's all based upon like the needs of the organization or whatever. So every year we go to Washington, DC, we were supposed to be there this week. Clearly. Yep. But we go and, you know, they educate us and they say, all right, these are our needs. So last year we did, um, we fought for re-up of the EMSC bill. So the emergency medical services for children bill. So that got passed and became a law, which is great. We got funding for another three ish years. Um, our very own Joe Courtney, shout yep, out to Joe. Yep. He, uh, he proposed a bill for, um, workplace violence. Oh, that's amazing. So we were fighting that one and we were getting really close and then all this baloney happened. So I'm sure we'll continue that next year, but, um, yeah, I think that would be something you'd be right up at your alley. I think you would, uh, be really good at that. I agree. Um, I'm definitely interested in that because like as you said, the workplace violence one, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten kicked at, punched, spit at, bitten, working in the ER over the last, I don't know, I've been in the ER now three years. Um, like people think like, oh, it's an ER, people are either dying or they're faking it or whatever. But then you get these absolutely crazy, no other word, assholes that come in here and think that they can like it's okay to start hitting people and nothing ever gets done about it. And like you could try to sue them, but it's not even worth the hassle at this point because nothing's going to happen. You're just going to tie yourself up in court. So to have a law to protect that, that'd be absolutely amazing. Well, so Connecticut's lucky in that we do, um, it is a felony to assault a healthcare worker in Connecticut. A lot of the States around the country though, that that's not a thing. So yeah, I'm thinking Philly specifically. Yeah. yeah. It's just part of your job. But it's also, you know, if you tie it into OSHA regulations, then you have to say, nope, you have to prosecute this person. And I think what we find a lot too is a lot of like roadblocks with administration from time to time. And also the police force of like not wanting to take your complaint and like actually do something about it. And then the DA's office then taking that information and going to the court process with it. So it, um, I think there's a lot of discussion that needs to continue to happen about workplace violence. Um, Cause I'm sick of getting hit. I'm also getting sick of all the meanest things in the world. Like you don't got to call me the C word. Mm -hmm. like, that's not acceptable. I mean, my and favorite has been like, they call me a bald cracker. I'm like, uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I had no idea. Good one. I mean, I mean congrats. Um, but yeah, I get that a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely all about that. Um, and it, like you, you make a good point. Like the police force, they don't really care. They don't take it seriously. Like even when I have like a person that got raped in the ER, it takes them 10, 12 hours just to even show up to do their part on the investigation. And it's like, this is absolutely insane. Like what, I'm not going to call you to do this if you're not even going to put forth the effort to take care of it. It's ridiculous. Right. You know how many times I've had to carry around a CA100 kit on my back, on a backpack? through the ER as I taking care of the rest of my patients so that I don't break my chain of command. It's a thing. That's absolutely insane. Um, so, you know, I think it's a lot of conversation that needs to happen. And I think the only way to make that happen, unfortunately, is on Capitol Hill and in the lobby for it. In the lobby. Yeah. So in, so the way that it works for ENA is we technically don't lobby because that's against the, sure. the rules. 403C. 403C organization. That's a, that's a nonprofit. Yeah. Correct. Yep. So we do grassroots lobbying. Same thing, but we just don't have somebody whose job it is to sit in the, the 
Capitol building to, to talk about it. But um, pretty cool stuff that we're doing, pretty cool stuff that, you know, is coming through the, the works for that. So we'd love to have you. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you at our meetings too. Those happen every month. Where are those at? Right now they're happening virtually because obvious reasons. Um, other than that, they're the third Wednesday of every month at 6 p.m. at Middlesex Hospital. Middlesex Hospital. Oh, okay. So that's actually pretty convenient for like the whole state really to, you know, it's kind of equidistant for just about everybody. That's right. Pretty smart thinking on that one. It's like we thought it through. Amazing. Um, Cause when they said like Lifestar was based out of there, I'm like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, oh, Meriden. Yeah. Yep, who would have yep, thought? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Mid state, not middle sex, but in the middle of the state. So um, yeah. So going off of that, how long have you been doing that? Um, this is my first year as president, right. um, but I've been an active member of ENA For four years, I want to say four years, four or five years. What's the future hold for you, Rachel? The future of what? I mean, nursing in general, I suppose. We're just trying to make it through the summer, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, no five-year plan. You can't even think about the five-week plan. <laughs> well, let's do the five-week plan. The five-week plan is uh, I've been in the ICU, the COVID ICU at Middlesex, which has been um, so much learning, so many things. I'm learning all of the things. And I get those ICU, new, like, ICU nurses so much credit. I could not do that for the rest of my life. So it makes me really appreciate the ER, but I'm really excited at what I've been learning for the past couple you know, days and uh, damn, don't yeah. make me turn someone every two hours. I'm not good at it. And it's too, uh, it's turning dead weight, you know, if they're yeah. intubated, it's dead weight. Um, I meant to tell you, they turned, you said you were on Bliss 11, they turned that into a whole COVID unit. All mm. of it. I don't know if you heard. That doesn't surprise me because they're the respiratory floor. That makes sense. I mean, I think there's only like two floors that aren't COVID at this point for us. Yeah which is just mm -hmm. absolutely insane. I miss my little hospital, Hereford Hospital. Little? <laughs> I like knew where I was going there. Now I'm like lost all of the time in all of the places. Yeah, um, I do like it. It just, the drive right now sucks, but it'll get better once my house is done. But um, Where are you guys building? In Oakdale. Oh, okay. So it's like a straight shot on two, but right now it's a little further than that, so but I'm cutting off like 25 minutes. I uh, worked at, I was living in Norwich when uh, I worked at Hartford, so. Yeah, Backless offered me a job, but they offered me third shift and Hartford offered me first shift and more money. So I said, I'm going to Hartford. So. Uh, I uh, work third shift now. It's a different world. I did it in Philly. I worked third shift and I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I, I loved it actually. The people were great. Um, I did my job. I went home. We would go drinking at seven in the morning. It was amazing. But um, that, I was like, that's got to be a Philly thing. You can't drink at seven in the morning in Connecticut. There's laws and stuff. So true story there at Jefferson, there's a, it's a bar, but they have a coffee shop attached to it and they opened at 7am for the night shift people. It's called Milk Boy, and at night they turn into like an actual bar bar and have concerts and stuff. But in the morning, they'd have mimosas and whatever you wanted. But they also had a full bar, so we'd go out there and we would just get 
sloshed. Uh, we called it Milk Boy Mondays. We'd go on Mondays after working Sunday into Monday and go there at 7 a.m. and have a few drinks after work and then go home and go to bed. It was very, very nice. I would say that's been the most challenging part of working third shift is like feeling okay with coming home and having a bourbon on the rocks at 8 a.m. Like yeah. <laughs> nobody should be having bourbon at 8 a.m. But here I am. I'm like, well, today sucked. I'm going to have some bourbon. That's exactly what it was. And it was totally okay. Cause literally the whole place was covered in blue. Like everybody was wearing scrubs. The only people that weren't wearing scrubs were the people we discharged from the ER that were already drunk and are now sober and are going back to get drunk. Yes. That Amen. was the only people there at the bar at 7am and it was absolutely amazing. Hey Phil, what's up? That's basically <laughs> what it was. Uh, we're going to see you again tonight. So uh, start the day off right. So, <laughs> literally what it was not saying that I'm not condoning alcoholism, drinking a beer or saying that I'm alcoholic. However, there are some days that you need a beer at 7am and they happen to just be on Mondays. I always tell people too, like, remembering working second shift or working, you know, 7P to 7A, my 8AM is their 8PM. Right. So just kind of like flipping that context of being like, yeah, I get that it's, you know, 11 o'clock and you want me to be at this meeting, but know that it's 11PM for me and I've never wanted you to be at a meeting at 11PM. So how would you feel? Yep. Yep. Totally, totally get it. Um, but like the thing is when we did it as a group, it was cool because everybody else is on the same schedule. We're like, what's, what stuck is going to the doctor at, you know, like you said, 11 AM, 12 at 12 in the 12 in the afternoon. It's like, well, this is my midnight. I kind of have to work the next day. And now you're taking my four or five hours of sleep to go to a doctor's appointment or go to the dentist or something. You know, I, I would, there should be like a, a night shift dentist or doctor for people like us throwing that out there. There should be a night shift grocery store. Well, I mean, I did the Walmarts and stuff Walmart. like that. I yeah, I did that. No. That is my favorite time to go. I am. Don't make me see Walmart at 2 a.m. It's scary. It's scary for everybody. I mean, I get it. It's kind of like going to a strip club for steak. I get it. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to ask how I know this from you? <laughs> I personally know, but... Um, <laughs> It's how I met your mother all over again. Yes. Um, speaking about how I met your mother, how, how much Netflix have you been watching on this quarantine? I thought you were going to ask me how my mom is, and I was going to no, tell you how no. great I, no. I honestly don't know if I know your mother. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, isn't it? You have to know Laura's mom. I do know Laura's mom. You've met Care. I have. Um, not much. So I didn't do the whole tiger cake thing. What? Here's why. Here's why. I listened to the podcast. There was a podcast over the winter. I did not know that. Wondry made a podcast. Wondry, shout out to Wondry. Podcast did a whole thing on Tiger King. Um, they called it not Tiger King. I'll let, I'll let you know what they called it. But, um, so I listened to the whole story. So I saw a couple episodes where I was like, oh, that's what that guy looks like. Oh, that's what he looks like. Oh, cool. Oh, Carol Baskins, she is a bitch. That is what she looked like. <laughs> he is wearing leopard for all of the things. But I was like, I don't, I feel like I don't need to listen to the story again because the podcast was really, really good. Um, what they call it? Hold on. 
I did see the a murder. I did see a podcast from like two years ago about like a murder mystery podcast, and they covered it for like an hour of just like Carol Baskin's husband disappearing and that. So I I do know there are podcasts. This is the first I heard of like a series of Tiger King that wasn't Tiger King though. Oh yeah, no. So what happened was I was watching or listening to the Doctor Death podcast. Have you heard about Doctor Death? No. Well, I know Dr. Kevorkian is up the same Dr. Death. No. So he's a neurosurgeon out of, mm, God, I don't want to lie to you. He's a neurosurgeon. Seattle somewhere, somewhere in that area. And uh, he, wait, let me let you know. I don't know. Dallas, out of Dallas. So he was in Texas. Not close to Seattle at all. No. Not, not even close i got nothing no not even close so he did um this dr death podcast by wondry fantastic it's a bunch of episodes a lot actually 13 12 oh wow so more than netflix yeah 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 and each one's like 35 to 40 minutes so it's like the perfect driving distance to like hear an episode and then like you get to your destination you go about your day listen to another one on your way home so he um, killed a bunch of people in surgery and got like his privileges taken away from a bunch of different hospitals in the Dallas area until they finally were like, yeah, you can't do this anymore. Like not a thing, not okay. So I listened to that, got super excited. I go on tangents when I listen to uh, podcasts and they, it was called Joe Exotic is the podcast name. Rightfully and- so. Yeah. Talked all about it. You know, his voice was in there. I heard his ridiculous things and the stuff he said, and it was really good. So when Tiger King came out, I was like, I don't need to see it. I'm good. So what I've been watching has been, um, 60 days in on uh, Hulu. Don't know what that one is. I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Well, I'm just as disappointed. You're not watching Tiger King. At least you have a reason. I've been binge watching community. What's that? What? Oh my God! Joe McHale, Chevy Chase, um, not not ringing a bell at all. I mean, it was on NBC for probably five years. It just came off um, probably two years ago. Uh, my buddy talked me into it. I started watching. She's like The Office or Parks and Rec. Um, same premise. I love The Office. My number one show. My buddy Lavalley. He listened to this podcast. He absolutely hates it. I finally got him to watch season one and I'm like why would you start with season one start with season two if you're gonna watch it but yeah don't um, watch season one the office is my number one show I do like Parks and Rec and I will be watching we're recording this tonight uh, I will be watching the Parks and Rec special tonight with they recorded in quarantine on zoom oh. so I will be watching that I could not get into Parks and Rec until halfway through the series um it took me like probably two seasons to get into it like the first season i'm like all right this is kind of dull and then i'm like all right i, I can kind of dig this it, it, i started getting into it right before chris pat pratt got jacked like he okay. was still chubby you know like that's yeah, yeah yeah that's where i started to get into it yeah i would say my top tv's like series of like binge watching that i can still watch no matter how many times i've seen it is a very close toss-up between how i met your mother in the office mm-hmm. they're they're pretty close 
I will say that my wife and I have done three, four puzzles now, and we always have the office on in the background just because like we've seen it now. I've seen it like 12 times now. That's why I got through medic school back in the day, who's put that on for 20 minutes. But we throw it on and laundry. It's what I do while like oh, just amazing. We're like building puzzles, to... putting the office on the backwards on the background, just laughing at it. So yeah, it's perfect. It's the perfect TV. Agreed. Um, I would say it's perfect for that if you've already seen it. You have to at least watch it once and then you can put it on in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to understand the subtleties and the, the understory. Right, you need mm -hmm. to know the facial expressions that they're giving or the, the oh, camera looks. I'm gonna do the gym. Yep, that's it, that's it. For those people who did not see the podcast or see our podcast, that was the gym, you missed it. It was good times. It's real. Yeah, or the, the Angela eye roll. You know, <laughs> um, if nursing doesn't work out for you, you should definitely go into acting. Just throwing that out there. No, no. not feeling it. You can't make me do something on command. It's not going to work. You just did twice. <laughs> there, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it could be the wine talking, but that definitely happened it's, twice. It's the almost bottle of wine in my in my cup right here. What kind of cup is that, by the way? Um, is that like a Tervis? A Yeti. It's a, it's a Yeti wine tumbler, and it um, you can purchase separately the fancy lid that, ready, is magnetic. No way. I thought it just clicked. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that dishwasher safe, though? I don't have a dishwasher, but yes. Okay. But yeah, it comes off. So you oh, could really chug it. This is my coffee cup from earlier. Um, yeah, so it, it comes off completely and then it just like connects back on. You fancy. Pretty you legit. Are fancy. I do live in Mystic. So. What is the best part of living in Mystic? Please tell me. Um, the ability to walk less than a mile to see the beauty of all of the things. Like the downtown Mystic, you talking? Mm -hmm. Like the drawbridge and the water and all that? Yeah. Yeah, we live, let me Google map it. If I was sober, I could probably tell you exactly how long. It's not gonna happen right now. Oh, okay. On a scale of- On a scale of what? I was gonna say on a scale of one to drunk, where are you in the, the tipsy scale? A six. a six. That's fair, that's fair. I'm like at a three from this beer. This is only like a 4% beer. So I'm, this is a very light beer. <laughs> 13.5%. Well, you're, you're beating me today. That's for sure. To Mystic Drawbridge ice cream, it's one mile. Exactly. That is a good walk. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect walk because then you can go walk there, get your ice cream, and then walk the carbs off back. Or walk downtown to Red 36, get super intoxicated from all of their phenomenal drinks, and then walk home. Yeah. Or Uber home for $5. It's your choice. You really can't beat that. No. So when this quarantine is lifted, where will be the first place that you go in Mystic? This is going to sound really, really silly, but the answer is the seaport. To so go look at the old boats? I love the seaport. We're members of the seaport. It's my favorite place to walk around. It's all of the things. You like, history nerd. I don't like history, but I love beautiful old things. Mm, there, and, that there. And the stuff and the lighthouse. 
and all yeah mm -hmm. yep I will say it is very pretty on the water there I will give you that I haven't been there since probably the seventh grade when we went on a field trip the seaboard did we go to this we did not maybe it was sixth grade. it might have been before you we definitely went on a school field trip to the seaport it might have been fifth grade even it, it would we definitely went as a school in Griswold I don't remember the grade personally it might have been Somebody's going to correct me on this later. They're going to call me out. Laura's going to listen to this and she's going to totally call me out on this. Or Matt Bakovich is going to be like, no. Matt Bakovich will definitely be texting me as soon as this airs and he's like, you're such a dumbass, Dan. No. Bakovich is going to say that's not true. He, he will call me out, but it was, it, we definitely went to the seaport. Actually, he might not know because he was still at St. Mary's until he went and joined us in the sixth grade, I believe. So. Yeah, I was there too until the third grade. I went what? fourth grade to Griswold. Right? Stop. Could you imagine? I was I was a Catholic boy. Yep. Oh, that's fun. And I was even an altar server. Can you imagine that? Uh, of course you were. No, not even close. I was, but it was awful. Um, but no, we definitely went to the seaport on a field trip. It might have been fifth grade. In fact, fifth grade. Real. If I if I had to put money on it, I put my money in fifth grade, putting it down. Five dollars on fifth grade. All right. All right. Since I can't bet at Mohegan or Foxwoods anytime soon, I'm putting five dollars on fifth grade. Oh, do you know how much time we used to spend at Mohegan Sun when we were not able to gamble? I mean, I still spend time there now when I can gamble. Like I was I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I want to I want a mojito, and the best mojito that's close to me is at um CPK at Foxwoods. CPK? California Pizza Kitchen. That's where you're getting a mojito? I mean, I live in Griswold. Come on. But like, of all the places in the casino, that's where the mojito is at? I, I kid you not. They have the best mojito that I've tasted in probably a 10-mile radius of Griswold. It wouldn't be about, uh, no, um, the guy with the crazy hair. What's his name? The guy um, with the crazy hair. Uh, guy Fieri, thank you. Oh, guys, eh, he's overpriced. Yeah, but his trash can nachos are where it's at. Oh, I hated his trash can nachos. What? Tell me like, more. The 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 chips were like soggy and like they didn't crack. They like folded. Like it was like a piece of paper and it just kind of bent. I was like, this isn't a chip. It, it, it chips don't bend. They break. And his chips are bending. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. So yes, I have got it. We that was also one of those drunken nights where myself, my wife, and my buddy and his wife, we all went out and we were three sheets to the wind and we're like, let's go get trash can nachos. And we went and we were like, even our drunk us were like, ooh, this is not good. So if if our drunk and we were probably like on that scale that we just gave you where you're six, we were probably like nine, nine point two. And they and were still that they were that you bad. should have them sober then. Try sober nachos. See, because they were that bad, we haven't gone back and ordered them. That's fair. So, but um, yeah. Well, we can, like do a thing with like me and my husband and you and your wife. That should be a thing. Um, yeah, we could totally do that as soon as this, we could actually go somewhere. I guess we could walk around Mystic. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, at this point we all have COVID. Yeah. Well, I might. I a hundred percent probably have it. I mean, I signed up for the antibody test, but they haven't gotten back to me yet because I'm probably have had been exposed a million times by now. So we got an email saying like, if you wanted to get antibody testing that they would 
you sent an email and like an application for it and you had to fill out your name address how many people you got exposed to blah blah blah, blah, blah. no harford doesn't pay for it but um i haven't heard back and that was like a week and a half ago i looked it up quest it's like 129 bucks and like part of me is like well i'm not buying takeout food so like kind of i can probably take that money and put it towards the antibody test for 129 bucks yeah, I I would I would never pay 130 bucks for it. Just if they're gonna give it to me, I'll take it. But I, what are your thoughts on people who have tested positive after they've tested negative? Like, so they've been positive, then they were negative, and now they're repositive. Or do you think they were negative, never negative in the middle? That was gonna be my thing. I'm wondering how many of these are false negatives and for, or false positives. 24 percent, I think, is a false negative reading. So you're thinking a quarter of all tests are going to be thrown out, basically. Um, Correct. So to or negative. Right. So if you're throwing out a quarter of the test, the test validity to me is just awful. So, um, I, do, am I worried about people being re-exposed to it? I mean, sure. If this mutates and becomes something like the seasonal flu, then we have an issue. But right now, I don't think we're there. So I'm thinking this is more of like a they had a false negative and then were tested again and it was positive. So they still have it. I don't think it's more of a, um, I was cured and now I have it again. I think you've always had it, but that's right okay. now that could change here in the next six months. The next two weeks it could change. I mean, this is true, but right now I don't think that it's something crazy. I think it's more of like a test accuracy thing than, it, than uh, the virus is mutating right now. Yeah. But that's just Merce Dan's, Honest opinion. I don't know. Merstan. Merstan. <laughs> oh my God. The most hilarious thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I still am like really like beyond. Like it's crazy to me that we ended up like in the same career path this many years later. Yes, we definitely have taken different routes to get there. You were, you know, you were always a smart kid who worked their butt off in school and got the, your A's and- uh, oh, I'm not an A student, let's be real clear. I tell okay. my students all the time, I'm like, I barely made it through nursing school. Oh, I was on academic probation in my master's. Okay, well, that's honestly, yeah. all right. I am, um, like, I mean, people that know me know that in high school, C's got degrees and C's got me all the way to graduation. Um, nah, you were way smarter than that. You did not get C's in high school. Oh, I, I did. Okay. I did get C's for a while. And then I did get most improved for in high school. I got that award. Yes, that was me. However, I definitely did not do as much as well as I should have. My mom tells me to this day, you could have applied yourself, Daniel. Mrs. Coleman. So, um, but like once I got out of the military. Wait, what's your first name? Is it Joy? What's it? No, it's Joyce? Faith. Faith. Oh, so close. That I was, was close. close. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That was that was really good. I'm I'm kind of gonna hang up right now, actually. <laughs> um, but no, I and then once I got like, out of the military, I was like straight edge student. Like I got B's and A's. Um, the only time I got a bad grade was in chemistry one, and I was like, ooh, ooh, chem one Eric sucked. Gun Eric Gunther would be real upset with you right now. Um, he, he would definitely be pissed at me, but I, I got there. Um, we saw it was me, Amy and Shauna were at the Stonington fair 
five, six years ago now. Guess who we ran into? Um, at the Stonington Fair. The Gimp. The Gimp. I was thinking it might have been um, Mr. Chester. Oh, no. But we have a photo of the three of us with Eric Ginther. That's amazing. I saw oh. Louis Baccarelli a couple weeks ago. Yeah. How's he doing? Him and Catherine and their kids that are... are... Oh Don't even God. get there. Their kids are like in college. Oh. Yeah. Like one's in high school, one's in college. Like that's crazy old now. We're old, Can Rachel. The Buttros, remember oh, Mrs. Oh, yes, yes. Was like pregnant when we had her, and now her kids are like adults. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could go to the bar and meet them there. Like it's at that point. <sighs> no, I think she's like a senior in high school or like a junior in high school. I'm pretty sure the Baccarellis, I think who is it first? Cole. Cole's older than Emma. Oh my God. Um, I'm pretty sure that he's probably a drinking age, if not 20. He's either 20 or 21. Oh my gosh. I can't. That makes me feel anxious. But I saw him and he was playing at a gig. He's playing bass at Where? Um, in New London at Captain Scott's Lobster Dock. Shut up. Swear to God. Took a picture, sent it to Matt and Mike. I was like, guys, I'm with a VIP right now. Was this pre was this PQ pre quarantine? Yeah, pre quarantine for sure. Yeah, this was like uh, I don't know October of last year. Stop it! I swear to God. Um, That's impressive. Yeah. So um, the answer is yes. We're gonna have a, a a couples date, a double date. Yes, my wife is downstairs making dinner right now, but I will gladly tell her she would love it. She loves she, like she. What? Is that where she belongs in the kitchen? I mean, I'm not going to say no. I was just joking. <laughs> what's her deal? What's she do? What's her What's her story? You'd be You're going to love her because she, I met her in Florida, and um, we feel madly in love. Wait, you didn't even tell me about the Florida. You said Philly. Oh, now you're driving to Florida. That That doesn't matter. The military. That's where I was stationed. Okay, fair. Okay. So I was there for four years. I was with her for like two and a half of those years down there with her. Um, she, I was like, my end of enlistment was coming up and they wanted to send me to Alaska. I was like, hey, you want to go to Alaska? And she's like, you can go without me. And I'm like, okay. So what do we do here? So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'll get out and go to this college. Go to Alaska. I was only for three years. I could do it for three years. You know what the days look like in Alaska? I mean, half the year it's sunny. Yeah. The other half yeah. is just winter um, and dark. 3 a.m. and it's super sunny out. So, um, we did not go to Alaska. I got out and that's when we moved to Philly. I said, hey, I didn't give her an ultimatum, but I gave her an ultimatum. I said, hey, you don't want to stay with me. That's fine. I'm going to be going to Philly. Um, there's plenty of schools up there for both of us because she already had her bachelor's degree. Why did you want to go to Philly? What made you choose Philly? Because I'm getting there, Rachel. Hold your horses. Oh. I know that's welcome to who I am. <laughs> so I was getting out of the military and I could go anywhere. The military paid for me to go from Florida to Connecticut or anywhere in between. Um, so I was like, all right, well, um, I can go anywhere. So I applied to schools up and down the East coast. And I was like, Oh, there's like 20 colleges in Philly. I'm like, this is amazing. So we, I was like, let's go to, I'm going to go to Philly and there's a chance that you and I can go both get our degrees. You can get your master's degree. I'll get my bachelor's. So on a whim, we went there after I already got accepted to um, Jefferson and she did not. 
but um, she applied to PA school and she ended up getting her um, master's in physician assistant at the same pl place that I was getting my undergrad in. So we went to college together, kind of. Where does she work? She works at Day Kimball. Okay, as a PA, obviously. Yep, in the ER. She's in the ER PA. So How long has she been there? She's been here longer than I was because I was in nursing school the whole time that she was already up here because we had a plan that we were going to move up here. So she graduated like 2018 and I didn't start I didn't start my nursing until 2018. So for all of 18 and 19, she was up here by herself. And then I was like commuting back and forth on like the weekends. Because I did a stint at Day Kimball uh, per diem in the ED. Um, when did you do that? 17. So oh, yeah. So we're right before she got there then. So let's for half a second just talk about how weird the overlapping but like missing each other thing has been for the last 10 years. Yeah, like here now I'm at Harford. You just sure. left. Um, I guarantee sure. now I'm going to go to Middlesex and you're not going to be there. Um, let's just throw you that out there. Them. Not for nothing, but it's a phenomenal place to work. Yeah, throwing it out there already. Hashtag Middlesex strong. Um, <laughs> so I think there's a big difference, though, between a magnet institution and a non-magnet institution. And I think I really feel that at Middlesex that I've never felt anywhere else. Not name dropping where I have not felt that, but oh, um, totally understand. I was there at my last hospital when we got magnet certification. And that was like a big pain in the ass, pain in my ass, to get the certification. But like we had the big party once we did, and then the culture kind of changed. Five. That's pretty impressive. Not gonna lie. Very impressive. There's only a handful of people or a handful of hospitals in the country that have gotten it five times. Yeah, and I'm sure it's consecutive as well. It has been consecutive. I yep. had no doubt that it wasn't. So. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I I was actually looking around. I was like, man, I'm only working three days a week. I could pick up somewhere else. So I might look into doing a per diem stint there with you. That'd be fun. Or or if you need if you need a um, uh, clinical instructor, you know you a guy. A, you have to have a master's degree. Oh, well, I mean, I could fake one. No. You sure? Yeah. Really? Because yeah. I, yeah. I had one that was doing her, I had two that were doing their master's in our school, let them. Um, it depends on the state qualifications and the state board. Oh, uh, maybe that's why, because it was Philly. Because um, Pennsylvania, we definitely, they were in their master's programs um, that were doing it. And I was like, I would do, totally do this for the amount of work that they do, for the hours that they work. Absolutely. But we're always looking for per diems at, at uh, Middlesex, so. Uh... I mean, uh, I ain't going to say no to a good time. I love playing with COVID. Oh, I'll tell you, though, the ICU is a different beast. I, can't I don't know even... if I could do ICU. I don't know. I can't, and I will admit that 100%. I will admit it and be okay with it. And uh, when this is all over, I will return back to the ER and be super, super thankful for the ICU colleagues that helped train me to where I am. But yeah, no. Mm -mm. Like we talked about like, I don't know, a few minutes ago, a while ago now, like I don't like seeing the same people every day and going into an ICU, you're seeing the same people every day and you're seeing if they get better or unfortunately worse. And then you have to see their family members and you become co-hosts of them. I want zero part of that. Not me, not your guy. So when I, 
was at what well, I was at bliss 11 step down and I was kind of getting over it. And so my co my coworkers were like, you're going to go to bliss 11. I like, they all were like, Nope, that's your path. Like you're, you're going to bliss 11. I, and I was like, so no, I'm going to go to the ER. So that's when I like emailed them and I was like, can I shadow and like whatever. And they, I shadowed for a couple hours. And then next thing I knew I was like applying essentially. And they were like, Nope, great. When do you want to start? And I was like, well, it depends on my manager upstairs, but it was that simple. Like two weeks later, I was in the ER. Um, and I've never looked back since trust me on that. But the problem I had, um, in like the critical care environment was just those things like having the same patients over and over again. And the families, I love families. I think they're very valuable to the healthcare team, but I just more appreciate being able to take care of you in an acute setting and let you go to the professionals that like are good at those things. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite thing about this COVID thing has been that we haven't allowed any family members in there unless they're like actively dying. And it has been absolutely amazing to just have one person there. I don't have to answer a million questions. I'm not being bombarded every 10 seconds for stupid shit. Excuse my language. It's been to be fair. To be fair, I'm happy to answer all of the questions all of the time and all of the things but it's nice not to have to climb over people to get to the person I'm trying to take care of. Mm -hmm. Like you're in my way. I need to get to the monitor that's beeping because your family member's heart rate is in the thirties. And I have to convey this moment of like, I know what I'm doing cause I do, but also I'm not freaking out because if I freak out, then the you're world gonna freak out. Yep. So like, I have to like keep my being like my game face on, but like you're in my way. Yeah. So I definitely said, like, th there are very small good things about this whole COVID thing. That is one of the winnings I will take. That, and I got Chick-fil-A the other day. Not going to lie. Chick-fil-A catered yeah. to us. Oh, we got catered Chick-fil-A. It was amazing. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Um, I will say that a fight did break out from staff because of it. As it should have. Yeah. Um, did you know Walmart sells fake Chick-fil-A sauce? I was on Amazon, no lie like uh probably a month ago or maybe two months ago right before this whole quarantine hit and i found they had a 12 ounce jar of chick-fil-a sauce i put it in my cart i was gonna buy it my wife's like no we could just go to chick-fil-a and get the packets and just stock up on those and i'm like but this is one big accent. jug i don't know her but i don't feel like she has that accent so okay well she doesn't <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, she did not let me buy it. And then I went to go look at it and they're sold out completely on Amazon. And it says, we do not want, know where we're going to get this item back in stock, blah, 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 blah. And I said, this is ridiculous. I can't, I, I, I need a divorce now. So. so don't do that because Walmart has chicken dipping sauce. It's $2 for a bottle and tastes just like Chick-fil-A sauce. Is it Walmart brand? Uh-huh. Great value. Wow. I will definitely have to go there and don my mask to go get some pseudo chick chick-fil-a sauce i usually buy four at a time because you never know. i'm not judging you not judging you you never what know where do. you need four bottles so chicken dipping sauce is what it's called it's by like the mustard oh i'm sure it's right next to the ketchup and mustard mm -hmm. and it's the best the best i'm super stoked that you told me that i'm gonna put that on my grocery list right now life changing that and you said third wednesday at 6 30 six o'clock six o'clock i would have missed it 
well, we probably would have still been there at 6.30, so. Um, so speaking of ENA, EN, EN20 is our 75th anniversary. It's like this big celebration, 75th. Are we going to Vegas? It's 50, and it is in Vegas. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess. And it's 50, not 75. I don't know where that came from. It's the wine. 50th anniversary is in Vegas, um, the second week of September. So, all I would say is this shit better be over by September because it already ruined my honeymoon plans once. So, um, we were supposed to go on our trip next week and it all got canceled. We got married when? We got married in August, but we wanted to go to Europe when it was nice out. Okay, fair. So, we were going to go in May, and everything's booked and paid for, and now we're getting money back, and flights canceled because we're not going. So, it's really disappointing. So, I was hoping to go in September. Yeah, I wouldn't count. Uh, we'll see. You shut your mouth. You shut I, your mouth. I'm being optimistic, but also... Realist. Realistic at the same time. Yeah, so it, next year, though, if you decide to be part of our group next year... Um, it's in Orlando. I mean, I will never say no to going to Florida and my wife will definitely go just to go back home. So it's kind of like a win-win. Win-win. Um, um, yeah. Join the ENA. Tell your friends. I oh, will. Are you an ENA member? I think that I am because I signed up for the um, CEN. So I'm pretty sure that I am. Did you pay the cheaper price for the CEN? I think it was only like $20 cheaper or something crazy. Mm. I'd have to look. Okay. I'll look. I can look you up. It'll be all right. If you need CEN help, though, you let me know. I that definitely want to take it, but now I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to go bother going to a Pearson thing to take it because I hear that it's just awful trying to get in there right now. But they're socially distant. They're... Uh... Are they? Because um, like my buddies from December still have not taken their test for just their NCLEX. Yeah. Like yeah. my buddy was supposed to take it last month and it got pushed to June. I'm like, yeah. This is insane. Well, if you need a study buddy before then, you let me know. Um, yeah, I think when we go on our double date, we all have to talk about this and set something up. Because I boast that after my my name among some other initials. Yeah, I think that's gonna be my first credit after my name i'll tell you i have three and they're equally hard and fun and great like signing my name with all that baloney is is pretty rewarding yeah i definitely want to update my email signature instead of saying like sent from my iphone you know <laughs> dan coleman said <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh. so we will have to set something up i'm totally yes. down for this Yes. Um, on that note, I think I'm going to go get dinner. Yeah, I have to pee. Well, after drinking that bottle of wine, props, <laughs> by the way. Props. Um, I mean, three quarters. I give you full credit for that. Um, it was a pleasure doing this, and I hope that we can do this again. This is super fun. Next time, we're totally asking Laura to join us and bring it back. Oh yes, that would be so much fun. Um. So if you have anything else you want to bring out there, let it out now. That's all I got. 
All right, let's call it a day. So that's going to be this week's edition of Drinks with Dan. As always, make sure to like and subscribe to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please be sure to check out the rest of what the Sideline Network has to offer. Start your week off right on Mondays with the Richo and Lala Show. As always, catch Drinks with Dan on Tuesdays. And then make sure to catch Richo and his absolutely Eagles-friendly, biased take on the sports world with Richo's rant on Thursdays. And then be sure to catch LaValley on LaValley Sports Talk on Fridays. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you again next week.